Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist, which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. been trying to declutter your house and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful. Uh, Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like The task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list, and I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it, or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know? Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Lockwood, and on the surface, I teach you how to declutter your home so you can focus on what matters most to you as a mom, which I'm guessing isn't those laundry mountains, dishes stacked to the sky, and the tornadoes you clean up all day. My hope for this podcast is so much more than teaching you to declutter. I record all of my episodes live and in real time so that you can have the experience of a mom friend who gets you and is there for you. My audio isn't perfect, my kids might interrupt us, but the conversations we have are real, impactful, and proof that there are other moms like you that decluttering has worked for. If you want to join me and thousands of other moms for live episodes, go find us on Instagram and Facebook. 
Just search Motherhood Simplified and we'll welcome you with open arms. See you soon. All right, everybody, welcome to today's episode where we are talking about three good intentions that you have that are keeping your home cluttered. Hey, Lindsay. Hello. So as you guys know, if you're listening to this on a replay or in the podcast, we have a big active Facebook group. And inside of that Facebook group, we are all going through the same things basically when it comes to our clutter. And I stalk you guys in a not creepy way. Hey, Sarah. I stalk you guys so that I can get to know you and I can see what things you're struggling with because they were the exact same things that I used to struggle with too when I was dealing with my clutter. And I want to help you get out of this cycle. All right. Um, I want to help you get out of it. And lately in the group, there's been a lot of talk about these three things that I'm going to bring up to you today. And I'm excited to help you recognize what they are and then give you, you know, some motivation and desire to move past these things. Okay. Because you are likely not the only one doing it. So as we start to talk talk about what these three things are, and if you resonate with them, if you're like, yes, I do this, this is me, put it in the comments just so that everybody else here knows that they're not alone. Finally caught alive. Let's go. Yes. It's been a while since I caught you live. It's been a while since I caught you live, Jessica. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Anyway, let's talk about these three things. So the number one, or not the number one, one of the three, the first one that I'm going to bring up to you today are the gifts that you are given and the hand-me-downs that you are given. All right, when somebody gives us something, we want to express gratitude. We want to appreciate it. We want to let them know that we don't take their generosity for granted, right? So everything that's given to us, we keep. And it's unnecessary. And it is one of the biggest, one of the big culprits for why your home is so cluttered. People give you things and you feel obligated to keep it. Now I want to let you know that the gift that anybody gives you is in the giving isn't them saying, I thought of you, I thought this could help you, and then they give it to you. It's not in the keeping, right? You are not obligated to keep everything forever. You can't keep everything forever. That's crazy. If we kept everything forever, like you have been, your house is going to stay cluttered forever. So I want to just let you know that you can let go with gratitude you can appreciate everything that everybody ever gave you, right? You can appreciate that. You can be grateful for it. And then you can let it go with a grateful heart. Okay. The the whole point of this is not to be like, people just keep burdening me with their gifts, right? Because gifts are an expression of love. They're not trying to burden you with stuff. They are, it's an expression of love. It's an expression of caring. It's an expression of, hey, I'm looking out for you. I thought you might want five trash bags full of toddler clothes, <laughs> right? Um, sorry, Edie, I know it's hard. It's weird on the Facebook notifications. But um, 
you can be grateful for that and still not keep it, okay? You don't have to keep it. And you can also tell people no with gratitude. It doesn't have to be, a, oh my God, you're, you're really frustrating me because you keep sending me all of your crap type thing. No, you can just say, thanks, but no thanks. We have everything we need. We are so taken care of. And I think that somebody else could get some use out of this. Okay, you can say no in a nice way. And I think people appreciate that because people want to help you, right? They don't want to be like burdening you with stuff that you don't need. And I think they appreciate the honesty and maybe you get their wheels turning too about like, wait, she has enough stuff. Who has enough stuff? Right. And I noticed she's gotten rid of a lot of stuff. How does she still have a lot of stuff? Right. It just, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying no graciously and with appreciation and a thank you so much for thinking of us. But I think somebody else could get some better use out of it. We're not going to use it. Right. Um, there's something else I was going to say about this, but I can't remember. Oh, wait. Hang on, guys. So now <laughs> when you are thinking about the stuff that you are getting rid of, that's just something else to be mindful of as well. Okay. Cause I know a lot of times as we declutter, we're like, oh my gosh, all these toddler clothes, my sister-in-law has a kid who's two years younger than ours. I'm just going to give her all of this stuff, right? You also don't want to be the one who's giving too much away of what people don't really want. So a better way to do it would be, hey, I have this stuff. I'm going to donate it. But before I do that, I just wanted to see if you wanted it. No big deal. Take it or leave it, right? You see how much better <laughs> that is? And you're not making that person feel obligated to take it. And hopefully they would return that type of a dialogue with you in the future if they have something that they think you would want, right? Or you could put up on the post, or like on your Facebook or whatever, hey friends, I'm going to donate this, but before I do, I wanted to see if any of you had a use for it and wanted it. Um, then we're not just like pushing our stuff on onto other people because it doesn't feel good for other people to push their stuff on us. And we also don't want to do that to people. Um, so that is number one. Chelsea says, when it comes to getting rid of stuff, do you sell or just give away? It depends, but most of the stuff I just give away, honestly, um, cause it's not worth it. Especially if you are just in the beginning of your decluttering process, you're going to lose and never get the momentum that you want and need if you try to sell everything. And plus clutter is clutter. People don't want to buy it. They don't want to buy your clutter. Okay. Now, the second thing that the second good intention that you have that is keeping your home cluttered, don't, don't get mad at me, are your sentimental items. Now, what I'm going to tell you first is that sentimental items should be saved for last. Because honestly, guys, the sentimental items in your home are not the problem. There's not so much sentimental stuff in your home that it's keeping it cluttered. You're confusing having some sort of an attachment to things with true sentiment. Okay, you're confusing this idea that this thing from my kids that they played with, you know, all of their toys, I can't get rid of them because it, it is a 
marker of this time in our life and I can't possibly get rid of any of it. That's not sentiment. That is an attachment and a fear of, it, it could be a fear of letting go. It could be a feeling of sadness because that type, that, that time of your life is over or something, but it's not sentiment. Okay. Sentiment should be something that honors your story and makes you feel something very positive and very strong. So a lot of times the things that we're keeping out of sentiment are not sentimental. They don't make us feel good and need to go. So I just wanted to clarify that for you. If you need more guidance on sentimental stuff in the announcement section of this group is a very good video about my wedding dress. And I talked to you all about sentimental items and what it truly means to have something sentimental. It's not keeping everything because if everything is sentimental, nothing is. Jessica says, is it bad that I don't really have anything sentimental? Maybe just my wedding dress and picture albums is all I have. No, I don't think that's bad at all. And if you guys saw our sentimental boxes, we have three. Okay, we have three and that's it. Like, it's not a lot of stuff. Like, honestly, because when I think of sentimental items, I think about the things that I want to pull out and show my kids and my grandkids when they're older and that honors our story. So my wedding dress, for example, my husband and I eloped. We have a really fun marriage story. My wedding dress is this short little pink dress with pockets. And I can absolutely picture myself as a little old lady pulling out my dress and telling my grandkids, and hopefully I live long enough to see my great grandkids and tell them the story about when my husband and I eloped and I wore this cute little pink dress, right? Or if you guys know about my kids' green shorts that every single one of our kids has worn, they're a size two pair, 2T green basketball shorts that every single one of my kids have worn and they're so cute on the girls and the boys. And I can totally see myself pulling out these cute little green shorts and being like every single one of your parents, or if I have, if I get to see my great grandparents, every single one of your great grandparents wore these shorts and they wore them in Alaska and they wore them in Florida and they wore them in Idaho and they wore them in California and wherever we go next all of your family wore these cute little green shorts. Like that is sentimental. It's not a box of baby clothes. It's not a bunch of random toys. It's not every single piece of paper that ever came home from school. That's not sentiment. That's just a marker of something that happened in your life, right? Um, good thing. Okay. So Sarah says, good thing the underflare Yoshi patch doesn't take up much room in the box. Okay. That is something else that I'm going to keep forever. If you guys are listening to this on the podcast or the replay or something, I'm going to tell you a story about something that's going into the memory box forever. My son made me a Yoshi patch. It sticks to my shirt. It's very special to me and I've only had it for a few days because he knows that I love Yoshi. Yoshi is my favorite Mario character and he had Yoshi underwear that have been around for a while and he's been wearing them for a while and he cut Yoshi out and gave it to me so I can wear Yoshi on my shirt. And it's literally his old underwear <laughs> that he cut up for me. So that's sentimental. That's a good story that I want to be able to tell my, my grandkids and hopefully my great grandkids. So that's sentimental. So let's talk about how 
a lot of these sentimental things are keeping your house cluttered. So somebody posted in the group today about like movie tickets and concert tickets and keeping all of those things. And I'm not going to tell you what things you should and should not keep that are sentimental. That's not the point. But a lot of times we're keeping these kinds of papers and these types of things thinking that we have to, or we should, because it's sentimental. And we say things like make a shadow box, right? And I have to be totally honest, like this is just for me. If it's not for you, no worries. I don't want a bunch of shadow boxes. Hey, I don't want a bunch of shadow boxes for decor around my house. I just don't, it doesn't excite me. However, if that excites you and that helps you honor your story, do that. But I feel like a lot of times that's like the go-to answer to avoid having to make a decision on letting those things go. Another thing that I see a lot of people saying and doing, and I'm going to give you some really good examples about this, about how I would use this is like, I don't want to get rid of my baby clothes. I have these bins. I don't know what to do with them. And then everyone is like, make a blanket out of it, which is great. That is great in theory, but most people don't ever get around to doing that. And it's to avoid having to make a decision on letting go of that representation of that time in your life. Okay. If you really want to make a blanket out of your kid's clothes, do it, but don't do it to avoid making a decision on it. Does that make sense? Now, I will say that if anything ever happened to my husband, I would have somebody make a blanket out of his suits because I would miss him and his suits are like his marker <laughs> of who he is. And I would definitely keep that. Like I would be willing to make a blanket out of that because like I said, I would miss my husband and everybody knows him for his flashy suits, but I wouldn't do it to avoid getting rid of baby clothes, right? Yeah. And Jessica says, giving yourself a time frame for making it is exactly right. If you really want to do that and you want to preserve that part of your life, do it, but give yourself a time frame. Because if you aren't willing to do it or find somebody to do it for you, like in the next month or two months, then that's a good indicator to you that you're just avoiding making a decision. And it's really not that important to you. You're just avoiding it. Okay. So I know probably not everybody agrees, but I, I just personally wouldn't want a blanket of all of my kids' clothes. Like I said, I have the green shorts. I have the first Halloween outfit that most of the kids wore. I have those special things. Like that to me is special. Those are the things that I want to bring out and tell a story about. I don't want to bring out a blanket of all the stuff. Um, <laughs> Emily says, I have school and dance shirts. I've been keeping for a blanket. Then if you're going to do it, do it, right? Do it. Um, there's nothing wrong. Like the, don't think that the blanket is the problem. The problem is allowing everything to stay so that you can put it into a shadow box or turn it into a blanket so that you don't have to make a decision. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So let's move on to the final thing that you have, a, it's a really good intention, but ow, it is keeping your home cluttered. That is not wanting to be wasteful. Okay. 
that's a great intention. Nobody wants to be wasteful. But I have to let you know that the waste is not in decluttering. I have an entire episode on this. You can go back and listen to that. I don't remember what number it is, but we have, we have an episode on that. The waste is in the purchase, okay? The waste was when you bought things that you didn't need. The waste was when you said yes to every hand-me-down and gift that you didn't need. The waste is in overconsumption, okay? So nobody wants to be wasteful, but we put the focus on the wrong thing. Just like we put the focus on like the sentimental items. We're like, oh my God, I got to get rid of these sentimental items because my house is cluttered. No, the sentimental items are not the problem. Just like decluttering is not the problem, the overconsumption is the problem. Okay, so when you have too much stuff, when you are drowning in clutter, you do things like forget what you have and then you repurchase or you lose things and are like, oh my God, I need it. And then you go repurchase it, right? There or um, I'm gonna give you guys two really good examples because we are in the middle of a coaching program and a lot of the moms who are doing seven days to an uncluttered home with me are realizing this and I love it when you guys realize these things for yourself instead of me just saying that it's, it happens. Hey Beth, no worries. Um, but I tell you guys all the time that your clutter costs you a lot of money and it costs you or it makes you over consume things. So there was a mom, she was like, I decluttered the clothes. I've been decluttering and purging and purging and decluttering. And I found the size 4T suit for my son. And if she had not been decluttering and getting rid of that stuff, guess what she would have done? She would have gone out and bought another size 4T suit because she couldn't find the one that she had. That is wasteful, right? The waste is not in decluttering. The waste is in having so much stuff that you can't find what you need or remember what you have and going to get more. Um, so that's what happens. We lose things, we misplace it, we forget that we have it, and then we go buy it. Now, another thing that came up that goes along with this because we don't want to be wasteful, right, is um, we shop sales. All right, I think all of us are kind of ingrained to find deals, shop sales, and be smart with our money, right? That's not the issue. But the issue is going to a store and getting something just because it's on sale. So another mom in that group coaching session that we're doing right now this week shared a picture of her cleaning supplies and she's like, holy crap, I have a trash bag size full of cleaning supplies because over the last however many years I've been buying things just because they're on sale. Most of them are full or hardly used at all. That is wasteful, right? The waste is not in getting rid of your stuff so that you can see what you have and know what you have and keep up on your inventory. The waste is in being like, holy crap, this is hundreds of dollars of stuff that I didn't even need in the first place, right? That is what's wasteful. So it is a great intention to not want to be wasteful. But until you clear out your clutter, you're never really going to be able to see how much waste you are contributing to and how much is self-inflicted until you can clear that out and see it. Because I guarantee you that mom, now that's going to be burned into her mind. Just like when we did all of our purging, it's burned into my mind how much pointless stuff we bought and spent and used. 
Um, and I will, I'll never go back to that. I won't, I just won't. Like sometimes I do things like I'll have like the laundry soap that I'm using when it gets like halfway out, then I'll buy another one. And you guys find your own system that works for you. Okay. I'm not saying you have to do it my way, but I guarantee you that mom, because she is decluttering the way that she is, is going to think twice next time she goes to the store and sees that the cleaning supplies are buy one, get one free or 50% off or whatever. She's not going to get it because she knows she doesn't need it. And spoiler alert, we live in a consumerist society. There is a science to marketing. Everything's always on sale, always on sale, always. <laughs> It'll be fine. Okay. So I'm going to come back and catch up on the comments real quick. Um, but those are the three things. I hope that it was helpful for you. I think that a lot of you guys can relate to this just based on, um, based on the comments that I, that are coming in. Uh, so Kate says, I realized I have awesome pictures of my kids and their special clothes. I had considered keeping and blanketing, but then it occurred to me that perhaps they could bring awesome and special memories to someone else too. And if they can do that, then that's where they should go. It broke my heart to let them go, but thrilled to know they're out there bringing joy to others. Yes, exactly. And sometimes it's just a matter of like shifting your perspective on that. Like, do I, do I really need to keep this in order to still have the good memories of my kids at this stage of life? Probably not. And it's probably making life harder <laughs> to enjoy these new memories because I'm so consumed by trying to keep up with the old stuff that just doesn't serve us anymore. And guys, Another thing we shop minimally for in our, in our house for like our kids clothes. I'll be honest, the clothes get worn out so much that it wouldn't be a cute blanket. Like those clothes, <laughs> that blanket would be stained and just not cute. Right. Um, Jessica said this thought literally changed my life. The waste is in the purchase or the acquiring. Yes, it is. It really is. That's where the waste is. Um, Kate says, subscriptions are amazing. I haven't bought cleaning, shower products, or toilet paper in forever because it just shows up. Yes, that is a smart way to do it too. As long as it's the stuff that you need, right? Like we aren't doing the Ipsy bags. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. If you do the Ipsy bags, do the Ipsy bags. <laughs> um, Jessica says, I think sometimes I avoided getting rid of stuff because I didn't want to admit that I wasted my money because it was on sale. Yeah, we do that with kids clothes too. Like that's been coming up a lot in the group too. It's like, I just can't resist. It was such a good deal. And we're like, is it, was it really a good deal when you already have a bunch of laundry piles that you can't keep up on? Nope. <laughs> it was not. Um, I use one product for everything and just buy the gallon refill. That's basically what I do too, Jessica. That is what I do too. Multi-purpose products. And just a tip on cleaning supplies that you guys probably don't care about, but <laughs> Honestly, in my house, I'm really not super concerned with like sanitizing. That sounds horrible. We're not dirty and gross, but I don't feel like I need every cleaner under the sun. I don't need stuff for the toilet. I don't need stuff for the shower. I don't need stuff for the tile. I don't need stuff for the windows. Like I have a good set of products that work for everything. I don't need hospital grade antibacterial because I feel like the stuff in our house serves a purpose and I'm not trying to keep it totally sterile. Go ahead and judge me. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> we do have, we do have like Clorox wipes or bleach for things like if we drop raw chicken. Okay. Don't think we're gross, but I agree with Jessica. I have one product that, 
or a, a few that I can use for everything. I don't need every, I don't need every kind under the sun. Okay. So that is it for today. I hope this is helpful for you. I hope it kind of shifted your mindset a little bit about some of the good intentions that you do have. They are good intentions, but they are keeping your home cluttered. And there is another way where you can still live out those good intentions. <laughs> Lindsay says, this is a judgment-free zone. Thank you. <laughs> Reminding myself of that. All right, I'm going to hang up and I will see you guys all later. Bye. Hey friend, did you love this episode? If you did, I would love if you took a screenshot of it and shared it with somebody else. Okay. The whole point of this is to create a community of moms who get each other, who support each other and who, when they find something that helps them, they share it with somebody. So I would love if you shared this podcast with somebody with maybe just a little note about how it helped you or how it inspired you so that it can help somebody else. I would also love it if you left me a review. Leaving a review lets me get better stats on the internet and blah, blah, blah. Basically, it helps me help more moms like you. I would so appreciate it. If you hated this episode, I'm sorry, but I'm also kind of impressed that you listened to it all and you're still listening. So still leave me a review, still share it <laughs> because I'm sure somebody can benefit from it. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Hey, before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. If you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the Motherhood Simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.